call our bishop to the platform now. Praise the Lord, everyone. Let's give him high praise this morning. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. And I'm glad I'm on his side. I'm glad I can say he's my friend. He's my Savior. He's my Redeemer. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad he's a friend of yours? I tell you what, I'm glad he's a friend of mine. I'm glad I met him one day. Hallelujah. He called us out of darkness into this marvelous light. And what a thrill it is to know him. I'd rather know him than any other person in the world. Because no one else can do to, for me what he did for me. <coughs> we want to say to you that are listening on our broadcast today, thank you for joining in. And we pray that all of us that are here today, that we're able to uh, continue our support for the kingdom of God. Amen. That you're giving to the Lord. I know that you're not with us, but thank God he is blessing you, and I'm sorry that we're not back in full swing at the church. Amen. Things are tough, but you know what? When the going gets rough, the rough gets going. Amen. And so we appreciate those that are in service this morning with us. And we want to say to you that are out there listening in, uh, may God richly bless you and uh, keep you wherever you may be. And he's able to do that. Blessed are they who trust in the Lord and lean not to their own understanding. Well, we have a few minutes here this morning that we would like to get right into our message that we would like to preach this morning. Hopefully, that we can give you something that will take you can take with you and feed on it. You should come when you come to church. You should come uh, with with pencil and paper or a notepad. Why? So you can take notes of what the preacher is saying. And we welcome everyone. We have some guests here today. We want to welcome them to the church this morning. And uh, God bless you. So let's get right into the lesson today, the message. I want you to turn and Sister... Uh, Marlena will give you some scripture found in Psalms 31, verse 1 through 5, and 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 through 5. Amen. Praise the Lord. Our pastor will be back with us tomorrow sometime in the afternoon, so we're looking forward to having him and the wife back with us, and uh, we'd like to say that we appreciate everything that's going on. Uh, sometimes preachers need a little uh, 
rest and away from all the stress that goes on. And so, anyway, pray for them that they'll be on, uh, back on hand with us sometime tomorrow afternoon. So may God richly bless you. We find the scripture today in Psalms 31, 1 through 5, and David has some important things to say here. And then Paul has uh, some important things to give us in the third chapter of 2 Timothy. Here we go. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock. For a house, for in a house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the net that they have laid privily for me. <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Thou art my strength. Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. Amen. Now I take you into the book of 2 Timothy. And listen to what the Apostle Paul says. This I know also, that in the last days, peerless times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetousness, boastful, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Wow. Without natural affections, we know that, they're truth breakers, false accusers, incontinent, furious, despisers of those that are good, traitors, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such, from such, turn away. Have no, no uh, fellowship with them. Thank you, sis. Don't have no fellowship with them. They need to be saved. I want to speak to you on a subject today, and I hope to leave something with you that you can take home with you today. The secret to strength in peerless times. The secret of strength in perilous times. And we're going to give you the secret today. You already probably know it, but I want to share it with you so that you will have something that you can lean on more. And when you're by yourself, you can start talking to the Prince of Peace. You see, God has a holy remnant. You may be seated. God has a, a remnant of believers who is called the church. Amen. 
who have learned. We need to learn what the secret of serving God is and staying close to God. Amen. We're in perilous times. David had a lot to say about this. But let me go on just a minute. These are people who draw near to the Lord in times of crisis. I've never seen in my day the crisis that we are involved in even today. The coronavirus. It's rising again. But I want to try to assure you today that God is able to keep them in perfect peace whose mind can I say that again? God is able to keep them and keep you and you in, uh, out in the uh, area there wherever you may be today. God is able to keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on the Lord. Amen? And so the secret of getting and maintaining the spiritual strength needed for these peerless times is at hand. Now we say everything's going to get better, everything's going to go back to uh, what is normal. Is it? They're saying, well, we got, we got an antidote for it. I got an antidote too. The blood of Jesus Christ. Come on. He's able to, to keep me. His blood. And I got a scripture for that in the book of Isaiah. Hallelujah. We need to take faith and courage in this time. When the world seems to be shaking, there will arise a people who know who to maintain their strength in the midst of all of this. That's the church of the living God. These are people who draw near to the Lord in times of crisis. If you're not drawing nigh to the Lord in this end time, uh, you're going to have a lot of problems. But I'm going to try to encourage you this morning to trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. And according to Scripture, it won't matter to these people if the moon and stars fall from the skies. Amen. If the moon and stars fall from the sky or if the mountains quake and fall into the sea, they will still have faith in the Lord to save them and to pray for their families by anything that comes their way. Hallelujah. In Psalms 31, as you read, as we read, David introduced a phrase to God's people. The secret of the presence, David writes, Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, which thou hast wrought for them that trust in thee before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence. From the pride of man, thou shalt keep them 
secretly in a pavilion from strife of tongues in Psalms 31, verse 19 through 20. David is saying something here that is very profound that we need to listen to. David is telling us the essence, all true strength comes from drawing near to the Lord. Amen. I remember the prophet that was running for his life. His name was my, my, my. Just had a senior moment. Elijah. Elijah was fleeing for his life. And he went to a cave, and he began to pray because Jezebel, the wife of Ahab, was promised to slay him. Listen to what the Lord told the prophet, Elijah. He said, I, Elijah said, I'm the only one left serving you. Listen, listen now what, what the Lord says to Isaiah, or I mean to uh, Elijah. Elijah says, I, I, oh, I'm the only one living for you, Lord. Amen. You might feel at times, I'm the only one. I'm God, you've got to help me. I'm the only one. But the Lord says, hey, wait a minute. I've got 7,000 that is not bound. God's got a church that will stand out in this end time. That He will say, I have thousands on top of thousands that is not bowed down. He even tells us in the book of Isaiah, the prophet, he said, I will keep you. I will protect you. Trust in me. Hallelujah. What a thrill we have. What a privilege we have today. Amen. Oh, how great is thy goodness, which thou hast laid upon them that fear thee. Now, if you don't fear God, that that's not going to mount any way near to you what it should be. Let me say, Scripture says if we will simply draw near to Christ, He will draw near to us. If we're not drawing near to God, when trouble comes to our dwelling, when we start having problems in the home, when husband and wives don't love each other anymore, when our children are disobedient to their parents. Amen. If we don't fear God, and as the Scripture says, keep His commandments, we're going to find ourselves in such a terrible condition that we can't get out of it. But if we trust in the Lord, in fact, 
In fact, all the strength we are ever going to need or heed to will come through the secret life. What is the secret life? I would like for sister to give me Psalms 91, verse 1 through 5, and let's see what the writer of this chapter says in the beginning. Sister, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall what? Shall abide under the shadow of what? The Almighty. You are going to abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Hallelujah. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. Oh, come on, church. Hallelujah. Let's give me my hand clap right here. He'll do it all. He'll keep I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. My God. In him will I trust. Give me the next one, please. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. I tell you what, that's what we have today. Amen. It's raging, but God will keep them. I know, I know this is peerless time. It's troublesome time. America has never faced such as this. Amen. Amen. They open up and then they close it down. But God is able to keep that pestilent. That disease that's taken so many of our precious people's lives and families at times. God is able. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust and his truth. People say, well, I don't like all that. If it's truth, it's truth, and that truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Amen. What are we trusting in today? If you're trusting in this world's good, the Bible's already told us, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If, if, any man love the world and the things of this world. The love of the Father is not any. Amen. We're in peerless times. The secret to strength in peerless times is the Lord. And, and if you don't make no commitment and if you don't make no connection with the Lord, Amen. No one knows what this new serum is going to be for coronavirus. They can't say it'll happen. 
Your bodies are all made up with different things of the body that some medication will not adhere to. Your body will not accept. But I do know one thing. Every man and every woman that puts his life in Christ's hands, the blood of Jesus Christ is the antidote for any disease. If he can control and remove sin out of our lives and keep us in perfect peace to walk up right before him, church, he will keep you who fear the Lord and keep his commandments. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror of night nor for the arrow that flieth by day. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ is the antidote. If it's an antidote for sin, it's an antidote for sickness. Hallelujah. God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with serving God. There's nothing wrong with giving him your life. I'm so glad that God got a hold of me in a young day. I wish it I could have found him sooner than I did. But thank God he found me. Because you see, I really wasn't looking for the Lord. But all the time, he was looking for me. Why? I didn't do anything for the Lord. I wasn't doing anything for the Lord. But all the while, I was out there in sin and immorality. God was looking for me. You are in the same category. Amen. In the very beginning of your life, when you begin to know right from wrong, you wasn't searching for God. The devil had us. And he was destroying our lives. The scripture says, if we will simply draw near to Christ, he will draw near to us, and by drawing near to him, we will be given fresh supply of strength daily. When you draw nigh to God, you, you get his strength. When you seek the Lord, you will find him. Because he's not far from you. What a God we serve today. And by drawing nigh, he will give us fresh strength. That is the secret of his presence that David referred to in this chapter, verse 31 in Psalms. He was saying he will draw nigh to God. He will seek the Lord. Hallelujah. And draw on his strength. You see, the devil greatly fears the Lord's presence in your life. I say again, the Lord definitely fears, the, uh, pardon me, the devil greatly fears the strength of the Lord in your life. He knows where you're at. The devil knows where you're at. And he'll bring certain things to you. He'll try to cover you with things that, that he will tell you is all right. There's nothing wrong with that. 
He's just baiting you on. Amen. He's baiting you on. When his demonic hordes see you breaking out prayer and drawing near to the presence of your heavenly Father, all hell takes note of it. When you bow near to God Almighty, let me tell you something. The devil's looking at that and he doesn't like it. He wants to take your life and make it miserable. He will try to cause you to doubt God. Amen. That God didn't answer your prayer like he ought to. He'll tell you lies about the Lord just like he told Eve. Eve was made out of the rib of Adam. And there was, De uh, uh, there was uh, Adam, a perfect specimen, created in the image and the likeness of Almighty God. Did God have an image then? Oh, yes. You know him. You know the image that God created man in. That image was Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He created him. For this reason, Satan will do anything in his power to rob you of the Lord's presence. He will entice you. He'll bring things toward you to seduce you, to cause you to fail God. So he will use anything he can, good things, to keep you away from spending time alone with Jesus Christ. He knows your time with Christ. He knows how long you pray. He knows how long you wait on the presence of God. Amen. So where are we today? What can we do today? He can affect your livelihood. You would have to be totally blind right now not to see the judgment that is now coming upon America and the world. The time is running short. Folks, if we don't know him like we ought to, if we never called on his name in repentance, we need to do it. Because the time is coming. The time will be too short for you to do so. Simply put, the enemy of your soul wants you drained of all strength. Amen. The secret to strength in peerless times is prayer. It's prayer. You need to pray. I need to pray more. So he will see anything he can. Good things to keep you away from spending time alone with Jesus. He will occupy your time with many other things except, except prayer. And yet, the Lord said in 18th chapter of Luke, men, and that means women too, ladies, Men ought always pray. You want to finish it? And not faint. Hallelujah. 
God wants to bless you. God wants you to stay firm in His Word and stay connected to Him. And He wants you to pray to have faith in Him, trust in Him in the time of crisis, in the time of trouble. They that wait upon the Lord. Give me Isaiah. Give me Isaiah 40, verse 28, 29. Has thou, well, let's see, there's 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, and neither weary, there is no searching of his understanding. There's no searching of his understanding. If he created in the beginning the heavens and the earth, <coughs> he can handle your problem. If he created the stars and he said he named them millions of stars, he named them every star. He's never lost a star. He knows every child of God that he's born into his kingdom. Oh, if you're a child of God, you've been born into his kingdom, give him high praise. We sang a song, we used to. Praise God, praise God, I'm a child of the King. His royal blood now flows through my veins. I who was wretched and lost out in sin. Praise God, praise God. Oh, I'm a child of the King. Say, praise God. I'm a child of the King. His royal blood is flowing in my veins. What a thrill to know the God of heaven, the creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus. Amen. Saint of God, let me ask you, do you have a notwithstanding in the, your life. You don't have a real peace in your heart. You that are out there watching this morning, this broadcast, do you have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you ever sit down by yourself? I tell you what, the best thing at times you can do is just sit off by yourself and just start singing an old number an old religious number that will just stir your heart. Hallelujah. How about this one? There's power, there's power, there's power in the blood. In the blood, in the blood. Hallelujah. And then you can turn around and say, oh, how I love Jesus. Because, because, because he first loved me. Hallelujah. I wasn't searching for the Lord when he found me. You wasn't really searching for the Lord uh, before he found you. 
I come from a family of 14. My mother and father didn't go to church till way up in latter years. They knew the message of repentance. They knew the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. My father had an older brother that had been born again of water and of the Spirit, filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But did you know they didn't go to church? Out of all them children they had, I was included, by the way. But they never went to church until the latter days of their life. And oh, what joy I found. I used to sing country and western, play country and western music. I played in nightclubs and, and danced on television. But the greatest thing I ever found was when I bowed a knee to Jesus Christ and repented of my sins in 1957. I'm only a kid in the Lord. And I've been serving him for 62 years or so. Over 62 years. 63. So, you know, I've got a lot to thank God for. Amen. Paul learned the secret of strength in his conversion after being blinded on the road to Damascus. The Apostle Paul found the strength in his life through Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, Jesus called 12 men to follow him. If Jesus started calling you today, <coughs> would you serve him? <clears throat> if he touched your heart this morning, wherever you may be, setting in an assembly of a church or, or running the road somewhere, and he called you to say, I want you to serve me. He caught Paul on the road to Damascus. Paul was breathing out threats and slaughter to the children of God, God's people, the New Testament church. But I tell you what, when God got a hold of his heart, he changed everything. He spent three days fasting and praying, determined to experience the actual presence of the Lord who revealed himself to him. Now, God may not reveal himself that strenuous, and blind you. He wants to open up your understanding. He wants to open up your eyesight that you might see that how much you really need God. This is end time, church. Amen. Amen. We don't have much time left. I don't know when he's coming. Nobody else knows when he's coming. But he is coming because it's in the book. The disciples was watching him be received into glory in the book of Acts chapter 1 and then Jesus said sent an angel by and said ye men of Judea why stand ye here gazing into the heaven this same Jesus you hear what I said the angel said in the book 
This same Jesus, whom you see being received into heaven, is coming again. How? In like manner. Coming in the clouds of glory. Every eye is going to see him when he comes. Hallelujah. Give him a high praise, somebody. Give him high praise. We're in the end time. I want to be ready. Hallelujah. The whole world is aware we are facing very difficult times as never before in history. Amen. The world knows it. How near are you and how near am I in end time to Jesus? Amen. While the rest of society is in panic, fainting, in some cases ever dying from fear, the praying believers will grow continually strong. Hallelujah. Stay in touch with the Lord. Stay in the church. Stay listening right now until we can come back together. Hallelujah. Not forsake, not having government tell us we can't go to church anymore. We can't have connection no more than a few people in church. And uh, I feel sorry for mega churches. Amen. I feel sorry for us. But all of our people are not able to come. But God's going to open the door. I said God's going to open the door. And when he does, I pray all those that have been waiting on the Lord will start flocking out. Those that have been baptized uh, in the past year in the church by the pastor, they're going to come out. They're going to seek the Lord. They're going to call on God. We're going to have a revival in this end time. God has promised us in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams, and your young men shall see visions. God is coming. He's going to restore the church to its capacity by the power of the Holy Ghost. The world is finally acknowledging we are headed for incredible changes. As believers, we each are faced with an important question. How near am I to Jesus in this hour? Where am I at? Okay. While the rest of society is in panic, fainting in some cases, even dying from fear maybe, the praying believer, the saint of the Most High God will be growing continually stronger. If you and I want to maintain and be able to stand steadfast in the storm, is simple. You must have the Lord's presence daily. Let me say that again. If you want to be able to stand steadfast 
in the storm. You must have the Lord's presence in your life daily. How much quality time sometimes do we spend alone with Jesus? Are we growing closer in each passing day? Do we pray without ceasing? You know? Now, I know these are questions that you feel like, and I'm not trying to say you don't pray. And I'm not trying to say you, you uh, should take time. I'm saying while you're sometimes driving, while you're working, you could call on the Lord in your mind. You know, let your mind be on the Lord. Not on frivolous things, not on careless things. Amen. Do you pray without ceasing? That's kind of tough. You may say, I think I'm well pleased for my storm, or in my storm. After all, I'm a faithful witness for the Lord. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, and I live a clean moral life. I tithe, sure. I read my Bible, sure. And I attend church regularly when we was able. Sure. It is possible to be a believer and yet remain distant. From the Lord. We can go through motions. We can go through the calisthenics, you might call it. Of thanking the Lord. Prayer at dinner time, breakfast, lunch, whatever. We can pay our dues like tithing to the kingdom. And we should if we're a child of God. I had a sister that paid tithes on her money from her, and she wasn't in church. But she had some kind of feeling that she would be blessed at least if she paid tithes. And that's what she did. And finally, when she came to God, she still paid tithes and gave offerings. You may say to me, I think I'm well prepared. I read my Bible. I attend the church. It is possible to be a believer and yet remain distant from the Lord. The fact is, if you don't spend time with him, if you don't draw nigh to his strength, your heart will faint. We need the Lord in this end time. I'm not trying to be nasty to those who are out in uh, wherever you are watching this service this morning. I'm just trying to leave you with something that will cause you to be stronger through the Lord Jesus Christ and that is through prayer. Doesn't cost you one dime. You know, you, you don't have to pay one dime for prayer. It's free. And when you get into it with the Lord, you're going to find him to be a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Don't make the mistake of measuring your walk with Christ by your good work or ministry rather than by his presence in your life. 
Paul faced many hard times, peerless times. This godly man knew what it meant to lose everything, to be hungry and thirsty, to suffer the depression, to be in poverty, to be abandoned, to lie obtained in a dark, damp prison. He knew what it meant to be beaten and stoned and left for dead. And you know what he said in the closing of this? At, at my first answer to these testimonies, he said, I can say this. At first, answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I prayed, God, that it might not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me. That's who's going to stand with you when it gets tough. You got a friend. And the old songwriter said, what a friend. I know you're not going to sing this. It's an oldie. What a friend we have in Jesus. Would you stand with me today and we'll... Try to join in with our singers and musicians here. I wish I had another hour, but you would not probably want to stay with me. In tough times, I read Dr. Schuler's book years ago, and I quote this, tough times never last. Hear me, hear me. Tough times never last. But tough people do. And you're not going to be tough if you're not spending time with the master. Right? Let's worship with the, the trio here, the music this morning. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for taking time even home to sit down and hear the message this morning because we have those in the Bible that have stood the test. Far worse than what we're doing and having to attest to it. But he is overall. All you have to do is stay in the secret place with the Most High God. Pray. Worship him in the beauty of holiness. Present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto him, which is our reasonable service. May God bless as we say.
Make me a house of prayer. 